Hello, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. I'm Tom Zarnowski. And this is 90 Under 90. 90 movies. In under 90 minutes. Okay, today on our show, clocking in at 84 minutes, we're talking about 2001's Bubble Boy, directed by Blair Hayes. We all know Blair Hayes. Well, we all know Blair Hayes, famous uh, doc, uh, 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 filmographer from... <laughs> I'm just looking at <laughs> Filmographer? <laughs> I'm looking at her filmography This right is now. a Blair Hayes project. It's yeah. Bubble Boy. Let's see. Let's look, at, let's look at uh, Blair Hayes' entire uh, IMDb uh, Don't do it. Don't embarrass me. Um, she is thanked in Austin Powers' The Spy Who Shagged Me. Um, Great. She was an editor on a movie called Night Music in 2010. Hey, how about that? And uh, let's see, uh, director of uh, such films as Great Plains. We all remember that one. Great. Love Shines, uh, Night Music. She likes a lot of two-word, Great Plains, Dead, uh, Deadly Detention, mm-hmm. Every Other Holiday. All right. Uh, nothing, literally nothing that I've heard of, so except for Bubble Boy. Bubble Boy was the entrance and the exit, sounds like, from Hollywood. It sounds for like Blair. they said, welcome in, Blair. Now Ooh. get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Somebody burst her bubble. Yeah, sadly. Am I right, guys? Yeah. All right. Touchstone. Oh, I get it. The like the movie. They took a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Touchstone. Touchstone. There's a logo you don't see anymore. That's right. right? That <laughs> the, little flint the, hits the blue thing. The Disney offshoot strikes. Touchstone, which no longer exists. Are you for, guys? So for a second there, mm-hmm. we were like, at the beginning, having never seen this movie, mm-hmm. we were like, oh, is this on Disney Plus? Did we just not see it? Mm-hmm. Um, this would not be on Disney Plus. <laughs> this, is, this is a very horny movie to be on Disney Plus. <laughs> there's, a, there's a cleavage show. There's a very know? sexual. This is a very sexual sexual based movie hey guys there's some cleavage but hey jared what were the twitter poll results of what was your favorite gyllenhaal maggie or jake go um i don't recall ever you didn't do the poll we didn't do a poll we no. talked about this <laughs> well we hit we've the episode is just the launching today fuck, let's man let's do it when the episode uh, is launching so it's relevant so, all right let's take a poll here who's your favorite gyllenhaal i i mean you i guys like jake or I, is it thumbs down Thumbs I like them up. both. I as like them both. As an actor, as as and his sister as well. I will say, Jake Gyllenhaal. I had uh, no opinion on whatsoever up until uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, because I just had really, re- I just really had. Took you that long? I just didn't have an opinion on him at all because it was just like they're, they're, you know you got a movie like you got Donnie Darko, and then at the same time you've got Bubble Boy. So it's like <laughs> similar themes. This is just similar themes. Two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like the same movie, basically. Two, two, but two tonally uh, opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm. Um, it's, there's, there's a Brokeback Mountain in there somewhere. In mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And Maggie, I mean, Maggie's, I, I, I was on Maggie's side because of both Stranger Than Fiction mm. uh, and uh, Dark Knight. Dark Knight. So, you know, I'm uh, you're, you're I, I'm pro, pro Maggie, but I'm also like pro Jake. Uh, you know, having watched this movie, I was like, for what this movie is, this guy, this is a good performance. I like this guy's role in this. He won me over on Prince of Persia. I Prince know. of Persia. Oh yeah, that's. One I of still my haven't seen. Still Prince not of available Persia. on Disney Plus because of uh, 
rights and whatever else. Maybe but we'll get of there. Sexuality. Sexuality. No, they don't care we'll get there. Sexuality. Everybody will grow up soon enough. Tom will get his way. Prince of Persia. When's it gonna happen? We're waiting with bated <laughs> fucking breath. That's what the plus stands for in Disney mm-hmm. Plus. It's all the sexuality that we're gonna get. Um Bubble Boy, though. Yeah, this. what year is this? 2001. So this is like early Jill. Good Hall. year. This is before our childhood ended. Two <laughs> tragedies happened in 2001, mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. of which was Bubble Boy, <laughs> the other of which we don't need to even and discuss. They might even be linked. They for might. sure, for sure. Uh, no, actually, I, I'm just, I'll just say it right now. I did not dislike this movie in any way. I was totally cool with this movie. Uh, now, because I had never seen it up until now, and I, I going into it, I'm like, yeah. oh boy, this is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be a stupid little romp, but and and it was exactly that, and mm-hmm. uh, but in the in the good way. You got what you expected. Yeah, I got laughs, uh, genuine hard laughs. This there were nice. good jokes in there. Some this good was, jokes. Yeah, like some edgy jokes too. Like uh, the mom was quite a racist. Like yeah. and like a lot of cracks that you just probably wouldn't get away with and now. As we've kind of established, I love people who are at a ten like at all times, and she is just like yeah, pretty angry and just uh, pretty tense at all times. Tom, when was the first time you saw Bubble Boy? Uh, probably in theaters, I would assume. Really? <laughs> I was uh, I was a big Bubble Boy movie. I remember when uh, Torrance came out, and uh, I knew I needed Bubble Boy in my Torrance to basically have it in my video collection. Yeah. So that yeah. was that was uh, I I needed to have it for sure. Did you wear a bubble to the theater? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't even know who Jake. Chill- I actually didn't watch Donnie Darko up, up until five years ago. Mm. So I didn't know those two movies existed. Yeah. Up until uh, the time up. That was my intro, I think, to Gyllenhaal. It was Donnie Darko, probably in high school. For like, check out this movie, man. This <laughs> crazy. It'll yeah. bend your mind, man. Yeah, and uh, that's that's why everybody would walk into Blockbuster with that same like because of Donnie Darko <laughs> because some somebody recommended it to me and said it'll blow my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into Bubble Boy. Bubble Boy. Uh, Touchstone logo, and then we start with a voiceover. From uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Dan loves voiceover. Uh, well, you know, you can get... I don't know how I feel about... How do you feel? We both... Tom and I both studied screenwriting at Columbia. What do you think about voiceover? And 5% of the time it works, but it better work good. <laughs> when does it work good? Could you have know any examples? Mm. This movie is not bad, but they could have <laughs> gone without it for sure. They did not need it. Mm. There was a lot of shoehorning the first uh, 10, 20 minutes of the mm. movie, but I, I forgave it. I'm trying to think if we needed it, like if they just cut it out completely. We just saw a montage of him just meeting her and stuff. I don't know. It just kind of wraps you, everything I mean, up. It helps to have it because they, they as we said uh, prior to starting recording, they shoehorn a lot into the uh, very beginning of this movie. Yeah, they do. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that... The voiceover helps, but it also is like, who the fuck are you telling the story to, bro? Like, who who are you talking mm-hmm. to? Like, there's no reason for this story to be t- like. You're literally telling nobody. It's not like Forrest Gump, where you're like already on a bench. <laughs> or or uh, I got flashes of Joe Dirt in this movie, right? A little bit. I yeah. can see that. And Joe Dirt has the device of meeting Dennis Miller, Rasputin, yeah. and Ras- Red Baroque Radio Shack, Cha Cha, babe. But he has that device in that movie. Yeah, there's at least a reason to be telling the story. So I guess that's my thing. I don't like voiceover when it's like, well, who are you telling this to besides us? And like, who the hell are we to be hearing this story? Like, there should yeah. be a reason for it. Yeah. I uh, Here's a good example, I think, of voiceover in a movie. And I it's uh, the informant exclamation mark. The informant! I might have said this before on the show, 
But the way it does it is he's not talking about what's happening on screen most of the time. He's giving us these little factoids that somehow have, if you read between the lines, give us some sort of subtext to the situation. And he's not the most credible like narrator either. So when he's giving these facts, you don't know if he's full of shit. It's so it's one of the most interesting uses of yeah, voiceover. Yeah, well, that adds something to the experience of viewing this movie. Yeah. Whereas this adds, um, okay, thank you for all of that information very quickly. That's exactly what happens. Here's something that happens. I just want to get this out of the way. This movie does something I've never really seen in a movie before. They'll do a music needle drop, like Damn It by Blink-182. Yeah. And then they'll do it again two minutes later in the movie. The same needle mm-hmm. drop. Yeah. And then two minutes later or like 50 minutes later, they'll do the same. But they same. didn't end the movie with it is what makes me angry. They that would be four times, That would have been fine. That would have been fine. But they didn't end the movie with they it. They do that with like three different songs, at least in this movie. Like two minutes pass and then you get the same. Like, am I experiencing deja vu it's, here? It's weird that this is a touchstone mo- movie because music is so it's it's such a needle drop soundtrack that mm-hmm. this should be like an MTV released movie like it does have this a is right up there with Orange County with like pop punk listen to how feel. many songs we have the in whole this thing movie. is a trailer basically the entire movie is a <laughs> it trailer. really does <laughs> yeah uh, definitely well, I guess this is growing up <laughs> thanks he says in his voiceover my name is Jimmy Livingston and he's very like adolescent i'm not really gonna do the voice yeah he here. took it to a 20 he yeah. took it yeah uh, he could have toned it down a little bit but uh, my mom says it. when i was born i was gift wrapped from heaven i guess because he's in a bubble he says i had no immunities a single germ could kill me when i was four i was brought home so he was in the hospital first four years of his life that's important uh bully kids there's some bully kids that show up and then his mom played by swoozy kurtz shows up and scares them off she's you could tell she's that stern religious uh, stick up the ass, extreme uh, antagonistic mom. Yeah, Edward Scissorhands neighborhood. Yes, yeah, <laughs> idyllic, but everybody's looking over their fences and judging. That seems to be the what's going on. She's she seems to be a real misanthrope. This Swoozy Kurtz mom, mm-hmm. and then you've got the great. I I say great John Carroll Lynch as the dad. Yep. Sometimes you get him as evil really evil like the invitation and then you sometimes you get him as a sweetheart and in this movie you get him in that column b i just i'm always just like that's uh that's drew carey's drag queen brother from the <laughs> drew carey <laughs> show old that's, school that is that is all that was my introduction to this actor and will always be what i remember yeah. him as where's, the guy from where's that streaming right it's nowhere streaming, streaming on the boner app the boner <laughs> that's app. my callback b-o-n-r uh, so she's like a misanthrope and he's like a nice guy. That's the vibe I'm getting. And she's really into Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, now you're safe from that filthy, awful world. She locks him in their house and they have basically a gerbil trail throughout their house. It's Would all that be called foreshadowing when she's like foreshadowing what her intentions are. Mm. Uh, in what way? Like you'll be. Like, safe from that filthy, awful world. Correct. Yeah, like I think right off the bat, I'm getting vibes that she's mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. very overbearing and perhaps um, a Munchausen by mm-hmm, proxy mm-hmm, type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's, in, he's got a big bubble in his big room. He's got these two pairs of retractable arms <laughs> that he can kind of like Homer Simpson, like at the <laughs> nuclear plant. Yeah. When he's working on like atoms or whatever. And those that's a big selling point for him. That is a... a one of the one of the greatest uh, things that he has is the two pairs of retractable arms. Mm. Do I need to ask about what's going on inside that uh, that bubble when he like when he's alone? Is it like a snow globe? 
You know no. what I'm saying? Like, where is he? How is he cleaning up in there? I don't. Who think is cleaning up for him in there? I don't think. Pretty gross. That <laughs> he is even aware that that's an option. Oh, to he be honest with you, right? Because he does the. Uh, we'll get there. Yeah, he does a he does a technique. That's right. I'm sorry, guys. I yeah. just. <laughs> that's right. Sorry, I, I got lost sight of the bubble. <laughs> You're thinking outside the bubble, and we need to get you in there right now for what's happening. Yeah, yeah. So she says, you'll always stay pure, won't you, Jimmy? There. And we're back. Uh, He says, good thing there's only one channel on TV. She's like, or like, I wish there was more than one channel on TV. She's like, yeah, me too. Yeah, she's got a she's a very limited lifestyle that she's allowing him to live, but also giving him the impression that this is the only option that there is. So far in the first five minutes, I'm getting like Truman Show vibes. Blast from the past. Blast from the Mm -hmm. past. Yes. Classic. (laughs) <laughs> the Fraser. Uh, and she says he's in homeschool and he's doing his home report. And he says the Indians decided to move to reservations to open casinos and tax cigarettes, etc. Just to, to stay out of the white man's way. She says a plus. So now we got some mama from the water boy going where she's teaching him incorrect information. <laughs> we got some. Uh, yeah. Some miseducation here from from Swoozy. This is technically a 90s movie. Now that I think about it, you know what I mean? It was released mm. in 2001. But it's technically a '90s movie, an innocent time yeah. when it was still allowed to have a movie like this. I wonder if it was like a spec <laughs> that was kicked around for a decade. Like, we're gonna get to that bubble, and then Blair. We got know. the rights to this movie, you guys. Yeah, it's gonna know. be a hit. Yeah. We got Jake. Like, look, John Travolta's a joke now. We can finally take the Bubble Boy concept that Seinfeld also uses. Like, it's good. It's free range now. We can all talk about Bubble Boys. Yeah. How inspired were they from that and that? I would think that the arms, at the very least, came from. We have any new directors that (laughs) want to take a shot? I have never seen my niece. (laughs) I've never seen the boy in the plastic bubble. I don't know if he had retractable arms, Uh, but uh, yeah, the uh, they at least the boy in Seinfeld had him. So we're gonna get hate mail from Blair. Sorry, Blair. Uh, She's got a lot on her plate going right now. Okay, so I don't know if she's gonna get around to this. Don't worry about it. Jake Gyllenhaal, Jimmy, is being fed a lot. His meals are all cookies. It's these it's, fiber. It's like a dry soy-based germ-free fiber cookies. It's like uh, penance crackers, kind of a thing, like your <laughs> uh, communion crackers. He's just living on this real thin wafer that probably doesn't have much flavor to it. Mm. Yeah, I guess he's just eating that all day, and uh, he's really into Land of the Lost. Uh, and he shreds on electric guitar, by the way. And I think that's really Gyllenhaal shredding. Oh, yeah? I think it looks like it. I'd, I'd, I w- if I had to guess, I'd say that's some... Ge- based on my my no research at all, I'd say that's some genuine shredding. Did you guys like the Land of the Lost remake? I didn't see I've it. I've never seen the original Land I of the Lost. I never saw the remake. Oh, God. Okay, next one. That's going to be the next one, all right? <laughs> you guys are going to love it. Or you know what? There, there is <laughs> a Will chance Ferrell that... Will Ferrell at his best. There is a chance that in the early days, I Netflix Land of the Lost and paid no attention to it because <laughs> I don't remember anything about you it. You like the Will Ferrell one? So it's very quirky and very weird movie, mm-hmm. but it, it is actually enjoyable because it's so ridiculous. Did a Lonely Island direct that i would not doubt I it i think it was in a, maybe a lonely <laughs> island did, did one of those islands direct was it oahu or was it Kauai? which uh, of the which of the was it the big island i think or? it was keeves i know uh, the movie did not do good because yeah. it was targeted towards kids and it was definitely meant for adults 100 yeah. percent. what uh what are we even land of the lost uh yorma phone. is the alien guy and that's why i say that but 
We'll, we'll look into that. <laughs> uh, so he shreds, and he sees outside through his window, there's a new neighbor girl. And uh, uh, is this, uh, who is this? S- uh, Sarah Polly? Mary. Mary what? Sorry. She reminds me of so many different actresses yes. from the 90s series. She reminds me of She's Sarah got that Polly. face. Mm-hmm. Um, she plays Chloe. It's Mary Shelton. Mar- Marley Shelton. Marley Shelton, that's right. From uh, from the, uh, the Grindhouse, right? Of course. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she breaks her hands. Yeah. Oh man, you see Planet Terror. You uh, remember that? I did not enjoy those <laughs> movies. <laughs> no. No. Eh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> to each their own. <laughs> so she, Chloe's played by Marley Shelton, and uh, she's a blonde. She wears short shorts. Who wears short shorts? It's summer, uh, and she's looking great. And he sees her outside, and and Susie Kurtz sees Jimmy seeing her outside, and says, uh, "She's a whore." Like and uh, I mean, the movie would almost purport that as truth because she very quickly is thirsty mm-hmm. for this boy for no reason mm-hmm. at all. No reason at all. It's pretty. But uh, no, ham-fisted. she's ham-fisted. She's uh, her attraction. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I mean, look, the, you cut, you shave that head, and he's a good-looking guy. You know, like I think you got here's what a you young got. Jake Gyllenhaal, even a, even a, a 39-year-old Jake Gyllenhaal. The guy's only five years older than me, which pisses me off. Wow. So how old is he when he did this movie? Uh, 21. Okay, and he's supposed to be roughly, let's say, 17, maybe? Yeah. That's not too bad, <laughs> actually. He could pull it off, yeah. I think. But uh, anyway, the yeah, the mom sees this. She says she's a whore right off the bat. And yeah, I, here's what's going on, though. Here's what I'm going to say. Munchausen within the house, mm-hmm. and you've got Florence Nightingale with Marley Shelton, <laughs> and that's why there's there's two different things going on. She sees that bubble. She sees, I think she just feels bad for him. She's like, I want to get in that <laughs> But I digress. All right. So there's the boner scene. And he doesn't know what it is exactly. He freaks out. That was kind of, I don't know. I Scares the hell out of him. Kind of chuckle out of He's, a, he's uh, a, a late bloomer. Also never yeah. had an erection prior to uh, 16, 15, however old he's supposed to be. And what's the, the solution she gives him? It's to say. To recite the Pledge of Allegiance over and over, <laughs> over again. And until and until <laughs> which is what she tells her. Her Which husband, is what I his do. father. Yeah, I do the same thing. I do what he did in the extended. I think the extended forty-year-old uh, virgin when he's on the phone with the guy. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Okay, flick your testicles <laughs> repeatedly. Take the ember and uh, place it against your wrist, and, <laughs> and that will uh, that will make your erection go away." <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's like, "What is this?" And he s- says the pledge. Chloe, she gets dropped off by her, like, doofy bully friends. They're, like, the typical, like, they remind me of the extreme jocks from, like, Harold and Kumar. They're making fun of Jimmy, the bubble boy, from their convertible. And she defends him and then uh, goes and she, I I guess, is triggered by this. She goes to the Livingston's door to say, hey, and knocks and you know she's let it she kind of does she let herself yeah in? the father is yeah. not paying attention to life at that point he's and checked out yeah, yeah and just lets her in yeah, yeah. you know the engine's running but uh, Classic. there's no one behind, behind the wheel, wheel. <laughs> so, uh there's long tubes leading throughout the house and she does this hi-ya like a almost like a miss piggy hi-ya, over yeah, a she, tube she to like, like get hurdles over the tube and she recognizes his land of the lost pacuni and that's what you guys forget it's not She's not thirsty for anybody. It's that Pacuni, man. Oh, it's that Land of the she, Lost connection. That's she true. hears that L-O-T-L Pacuni, and she says, uh, oh, you're Chloe the whore next door. <laughs> and she says, uh, she takes it in stride. She knows he's innocent. She says, uh, I'm actually more of a bitch than a whore. 
and uh, he says, I love you, like almost in the same breath. So she could tell that this guy is sheltered, but she does meet Jimmy in this scene, and uh, it goes pretty well. And uh, I mean, it could go worse for a bubble boy. But here's she's she turns around. She's about they to could leave. play Trivial Pursuit and it could go really south. He he said he offers to like teach her how to play guitar and she turns and she's like, going to leave. And then he like throws the guitar on the ground and like he gets really sad. And then like that causes her to stop in her tracks, turn around and says, how about tomorrow? And that is how they spend like the whole summer together. So I had an upper hint for him being a little baby, I guess. I find it weird that the mother kind of just ignored her the whole time. Yeah. You know? And just like, I'll let her instead of just being like, you are not allowed over here and blah, 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 blah. Like, no, I just call. I just keep on going along with this. Well, there. I, there's the montage. There's sunbathing in his room through the slats in the window, and the mom's vacuuming around her. Like she could tell, she, oh, she does not approve of this uh, friendship or whatever this is. Yeah. But they spend like all summer together, or at least a solid week. Yeah, <laughs> they get a lot done in that week <laughs> if that is. But uh, he says, I don't. Uh, she says, uh, let me rewind. She says, how about tomorrow? And he says, I don't know, bitch. I got a lot to do. <laughs> <laughs> he casually like there's that's kind of a recurring bit in this it's not just bitch but it's like other uh colloquialisms yeah. i guess and then they practice he, together he, he doesn't uh I'm, I'll, here i'm gonna do my uh my jason manzoukas impression <laughs> it's almost as if he doesn't know anything that's really good yeah for those of you who know uh how did this get made <laughs> your zooks uh they practice together they spend summer together wow that was good Thanks. Uh, there's a montage. It's Beach Boys. Wouldn't it be nice over them? And she's cutting his. T- like, can we talk about the hair for a minute? He's got terrible hair. Yeah. I, mean, I guess it's because the mom cuts his hair through the mm. the little arm. Yeah, things. but I mean, come come the fuck on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why does she shave leave that the shit. strands like in the the mushroom? Can he thing? not shave his own head with clippers? Like, come yeah. on. He could have been more visually appealing since he was already taking it to a ten. Yeah, that's what um, I think. I guess. Yeah, he looks like <laughs> a little man child mm-hmm, with that mm-hmm. hair, and yeah. and all of his clothes. You know, he could. Jared's suggesting he should have been a jarhead people <laughs> so he celebrates halloween he does a sunbathing she shows up to get a happy birthday kiss from jimmy and she's clearly drunk in this scene this is where the thirst comes in yeah. she tries to get into his bubble and this is where it all kind of culminates by the way we're only like 15 minutes into this movie yeah there's a, like a so lot much happens mm-hmm. and uh she says don't worry you can decontaminate me and she passes through and then he doesn't let her in he's very reluctant because he thinks he's gonna die yep. and uh they kiss through the glass and uh, she passes out. Damn. What happened next? In his voiceover, he says, I can't blame her for what happened next. Uh, we don't exactly know what happened next. <laughs> she exactly, Not at least in the morning. Well, in that scene? Yeah. He probably got through those little arm things <laughs> and felt her up. What happened next is prom. She's there with this douchebag with a mullet yeah. named Mark. And he is like, who the hell the is this guy? Douche. What time? What year is it supposed to be right. at this point in the movie? It's That's fucking weird. It feels like it's '85. Yeah, and she's getting photos taken by Jimmy through the bubble. He shows up, and <laughs> she says, uh, "Oh, this is Mark." Introduces him. He's like, "What's up, bro?" He's like, "I'm just gonna go use the bathroom." And he goes, "Pinch it quick." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So. Shows Jimmy what they're he's like, uh, what are you guys gonna be doing tonight? And this is when Mark like shows Jimmy what they're gonna be doing. He like humps dry humps the air and like does like a licking motion and it's inappropriate. 
and uh, there's a voiceover, and it's funny. It made me laugh. He says, one thing's for sure. Mark was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no concept of reality. <laughs> and uh, so they go to prom. We cut to later. I guess things are going well, but well-ish between them because he sees them outside in the window, and she's like, I want to wait till marriage. Like, Mark is trying his best to uh, advance. But that's the thing. When... Women in these kinds of movies, you notice when they throw down the gauntlet, the men immediately propose because they just like they're yeah. thinking about getting laid still. They don't care about the consequences. Like real life almost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most realistic movie I've ever seen. When Mark tries to advance uh, yeah, outside the window, mom tells uh, Jimmy it was bound to happen. The heartbreak that he was going to experience from Chloe. And... Uh, Chloe shows to tell Jimmy she's engaged to Mark, and she's going to do it this Saturday. Which, again, like, how much fucking time has passed? Like, what is happening? Like, what year are we no in now? Con- there's, like, a vacuum bubble concept of time going on, yeah. I think. Now that I realize, this movie reminds me of Rat Race. You know what I mean? Because there's, like, so much going on. But Rat, yeah. Rat Race makes it work the entire movie, for sure. It's definitely <laughs> a time bomb movie, and they they're remind you of that time bomb mm. throughout. Yeah, certainly. Um and they're going to Niagara Falls, and it's this Saturday. Like they, like did they plan, or it's just a spur of the moment thing? They're eloping to a Niagara Falls so. of all places. She subtly tries to get him to profess the love, though you'll notice. But he's too depressed, and uh, she gives him a gift. And what's in the box? So what is it that she gives him? I don't remember. What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking gift? What gift? What? I don't remember anything in the box. No, it's the reason he embarks on his whole journey. It's uh, a chest. It's like a little wooden chest, and it's got like paper mache pictures of of them, Chloe and. Uh, That's Jimmy. what prompts him. No, I just no, no, no. Oh. That's what's in the box. Inside the box is uh, a snow globe. That says, oh, that's you. that's right. That which prompts it gives him the the idea of like, oh wait, I can leave this bubble somehow. <laughs> I can I can put a globe around me, yeah, and that will somehow get me uh, all the way to Niagara Falls. Yeah, but before that, he gives her. Uh, yeah, no. For a while, I, I was just like, oh, this is just your standard. I'm gonna go chase after the girl getting married story. <laughs> And then for a little bit, I went and got a snack. I'm going to be honest with you. So I didn't catch it at first. But then I do remember him sitting there with the snow globe like Mr. Freeze looking at Definitely Laura. a background movie. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, did you watch it? Uh, $4.39. So you uh, did watch yes. it. <laughs> so thank you for your service. Um, but yeah, snow globe. But before that, he gives her back the bubble guinea pig. He's like, take the bubble guinea pig back. Yeah, that was a thing I guess they shared. Yeah, she gave him that as a gift. And then he's like, just take it back because I'm going to be a baby about this whole Guys, thing. Guys, check the deleted scenes. There's a lot of bubble guinea pig stuff, I'm sure. <laughs> There's so much guinea pig in this movie that it was almost bubble boy and his guinea pig. But then they decided to cut the subplot. You know where I said needle drops? Okay, Rocky theme. The filmmakers got the rights. They're like, we're going to fucking use them in this movie. They yeah. use it twice, I believe. Cue it the first time. Rocky theme. Bubble Montage. Plan to escape the house. And uh, he's got three days to get to Niagara Falls. And in his voiceover, he says, I just needed the bubble suit to last that long. I'm thinking there's no way in hell. Like, <laughs> just the hot sun itself <laughs> is going to pierce. Yeah, that thing's going to be melted or it's going to be popped or whatever. Like, I'm surprised it didn't, like, the whole room didn't pop when the when Mark had his cigarette, like, almost singed <laughs> in the front of it there, you know? Yeah. And um, the dad hears him leaving in the morning. John Carroll Lynch, he's in bed. He hears his son stumble because he's not subtle. He's in a bubble. He's stumbling through and he's squeezing through the door and he opens his eyes and he just smiles. And he pretends to go back to sleep because he knows he wants his son to get out there, you know, 
Yeah. He doesn't want to piss off his wife, but yeah, and he's he's got no balls, but he loves his son. <laughs> so outside, he steps in dog poop, and he says, "This is awesome." And then we cue "Damn it" again, yeah, <laughs> and another n- same needle drop. Not even later in the song, it's just the start, start it over, over just again. Go back to the beginning. He's tripping and like running down the street top speed, but he doesn't really know the concept of running, so he's kind of wobbling. He trips over, but he's loving it. When he yeah, when he gets excited and he's shouting, "I'm running!" Like he won me over. I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm on this journey for you, Jimmy. Like I am here for you, buddy. I hope you make it. I hope you get everything you deserve, and yeah. you will, because it's Bubble Boy. Yeah. And and Tom just <laughs> nods his head no. no. <laughs> here's here's where it connects with me. Is that I think he and I know he has a genuine shot with Marley Shelton's character, mm. whereas in a lot of other movies they just embark on the journey with no shot at all. Yeah, I hate those kinds of movies. <laughs> yeah. But in this, like, there's you know at least there's some she wants him to come. I, he was just so overjoyed by the fact that he could run that I'm just like <laughs> it's like looking it's like watching my kid when like when Jack's oh, like I'm running sure. I'm r-, like he literally that's something that Jack has said to me. Dad's, I'm running. Dads love Bubble Boy. Uh, it does seem like a movie that dads would like. I mean, and I say that pejoratively. Hey, son, I rented Bubble Boy. <laughs> Can you watch that? Me and the kids went and saw Bubble Boy this weekend. Oh, my God, it was a riot, I'll tell you. What do you think, 14 years old and up, you'd watch this movie or what? Well, here's the thing. Like, I put this in the same vein as Dude, Where's My Car? Mm. And I saw that in the theater, and that was a year after this. So I think maybe just a, I missed this by a year, mm. maybe. I don't know. I remember seeing commercials for it and saying this is stupid probably i might have felt that way i draw the line here at bubble boy and this movie will fail and that's what i said wow like 14 15 years old or whatever i can't believe dude where's my car got snubbed at the oscars that year that was kind of rude like dude where's my oscar yeah that's what i'm saying yeah that's i get it i get it i get it now once again it's one of those they sinks in and then it creeps up on you um so anyway, he's uh, he's running. Okay, Zach Galifianakis is in this movie, by the Classic. way. Classic. That's yeah. probably first performance, he is right, in a major in movie? In this movie, mm-hmm. like no less. Yeah, he is. Uh, in I was surprised booth. by how large the role actually was. Mm-hmm. It must have taken him one day to sh- day. shoot this role. Maybe two. Maybe. So. Maybe that's where they discovered him, Maybe. in that booth. He's got the beard. He looks a little thinner. Yeah, this is like... Bit. This I don't remember when his uh, Comedy Central Presents was, but like you guys see Out Cold, yeah, no. nah, didn't uh, oh God does not hold up at all. I don't know if that's under ninety, unfortunately. Oh God, let's hope not. <laughs> but uh, he's the bus stop depot operator in a booth, so his b- bit, one of his bits, is he when he clicks on the PA, he hits a button, and you hear like hello, huh? You yeah. Know. So he's in the middle of the desert. Uh, Bubble Boy shows up. He needs. He has. 260 bucks he needs to pay to get to Niagara Falls. He doesn't have any money. Yeah. So uh, really doesn't understand the concept of money because he really asks how much a handful of change will get him. <laughs> it's it's that version of that bit you've seen it in different ways and even maybe in this same way in different movies before. But he says, "How much will this get me?" And he yeah. says, "Take a step back." And he says, "That far." Yeah. Pretty good joke. Pretty good yeah. starter joke for sure. I I appreciate more the next one where he says, "Next, next in line, please." Yeah. And there's no one behind him clearly. And uh, he hoofs it, gets hit by a bus. You think Galifianakis has exited the movie. He hasn't. No. You think Jimmy has exited the bus depot. He hasn't. He gets hit by this orange, ready bus that hits him head on. Like, 
gets whacked and he flies back to the bus stop. Yeah. And Zach, good quality suit. Yeah, and it's it hasn't popped. So yeah, <laughs> super that's, suit. That's some NASA plastic, man. That is industrial. Yeah, going to outer space plastic. And he says the white zones for loading and unloading only. <laughs> and then we get the bright and shiny cult. That's the name of the cult. Uh, they're in, they were in the bus. They were all white, and they're all named Todd and Laura or something. Lori or something. Lori, like, something like that. Yeah, they're in the bus. Maybe Lindsay. In the bus, they hit him. They come out. They feel bad. They give him a ride. They agree to give the Bubble Boy a ride, and then they have this bright and shiny song. And one of these, uh, one of these guys is bright uh, is, and uh, shiny. Pablo Schreiber or Schreiber from Orange Is the New Black. And oh, uh, is he in this? And we, yeah, and the poor that. man's Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he's tooling around this movie as an early role of him. He's he's brighting and shining. Porn stash from Orange Is the New Black. <laughs> Great. Black. Uh, come and join our happy band. So the mom sees Jimmy is gone. Finally, Swoozie Kurtz is like caught up with the plot. Yeah. And she sees, oh, where's Jimmy? Oh, shit. <laughs> Jimmy, ah! Oh, she like screams and like they cut to the exterior and another wider exterior and another wider exterior. So you're like, oh, So man. she's screaming loud. You can yeah. tell she's loud because they went to three different distances. Yeah. So uh, Bright and Shiny give Jimmy some literature about the cult. And he hears, we, we as the audience and Jimmy get to hear about the leader Gil and how he has a talking salamander or he hears prophecies. I, you don't, spoilers, you don't get to fucking see this talking salamander. It really pissed me off. Unfortunately. I was hoping he'd have at least a toy, like that he's like, what's that? Like, because spoilers, it's also Fabio. <laughs> what's that talking salamander? Which, by the way, but no, Fabio, you don't get that. Uh, doing a good job in that role. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, look. For not Fabio's, much heavy lifting. For Fabio's acting skills, I have to give him props. Yeah. It's that was be- Fabio. That was before he got hit in the face of that pigeon. <laughs> I yeah. was just, wait- just waiting <laughs> to bring it up. And you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to bring up the bird? It's like, how will I lead a cult now? <laughs> I can't escape that fucking bird. His greatest role. Yeah, really. That I remember him on that roller coaster. <laughs> You know what you got to do? You got to make fun of yourself. So he needs to do a skit yeah. where he gets hit in the f- face with a bird. Yeah. With, and with then he all can make sorts a comeback. of different things. Oh, shit. Get, get there we go. The face there we go. We got his comeback. Different animals or different objects? If the writers different of animals of different listening. sizes, mm-hmm. different objects. <laughs> a tiger. Yeah. It's <laughs> his comeback. I'm uh, telling you. I, that'd be good. I'd see that. It worked for Mel Gibson, right? Is he, he still relevant? The, yeah, he got <laughs> that, he got that remains to be seen. Well, they are making Lethal Weapon 5. <laughs> yes. So. Again, remains to be seen. <laughs> they're going to dig up Richard Donner, <laughs> bless his soul, and they're going to make him direct Lethal Weapon 5. Sorry, that's really disrespectful to Donner Estate. Uh, <laughs> Is it? I mean, he's like <laughs> implying he's dead already because he's so old. That is a little disrespectful. So, but is it? We're young. <laughs> they can make fun of us later on, and we'll allow it. Yeah, it's fine. They, you know, he's talking about us. Mm-hmm. Donner's talking about Tom now. for sure. Yep. Jimmy calls them a cult, though. You should never call a cult a cult. That's the thing. They get upset they, about that. A, they get triggered. So they throw him out of the It's the bus. almost as if they don't like that. <laughs> so they get the <laughs> see how many times I'll do this today. There's a fake ransom note scene that like like they kind of just shoehorn here with the uh, Susie Kurtz and the dad. They didn't um, even need to do it. Yeah, they like the hell? it's just a dumb little racist bit where they're like um it's a fake ransom note so that they can get the police to 
Light yeah, a fire under their ass, essentially. Give us your son. We want $100,000. The, the Jews. The Jews. Uh, okay. Which you should not do. Like, now you're getting involved in this plot, you know? Yeah. No. Uh, however, though, when uh, when they did say the Jews, I did giggle. That was the pretty... Jews. Th- it just They would ask for a lot more. She has a very narrow worldview, <laughs> yeah. and it is kind of funny how narrow it is. Jimmy <laughs> has a run-in with uh, Vulture in the desert. They do a needle drop of some other song. And then the mom goes to the bus stop. Like, basically, this is the formula of the rest of the movie. Each location we visited with the Bubble Boy, in about five minutes, maybe less, we're going to visit it again. But Swoozy Kurtz and uh, John Carroll Lynch and then Vern Troyer are yeah. going to revisit it together. And it's, you don't quite know how she's getting the exact information of how of where he's going. Like, she just happens to be stumbling upon him every single time or ex- in the exact spot i'll tell you it makes it's for flimsy a really easy shoot too because it's like well we still got it set up all right cue yep. swoozy and john we can cut the shoot in half the time if we just double the locations guys yep. it's pretty economical so uh yeah she asks uh, zach galifianakis if he's seen jimmy and uh, he says he's got uh he got a in the weird bubble he got on a bus with some happy people skipping around and then he defends his weight, which is like he's been doing that bit for this long. <laughs> like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not that fat. Like he's been doing that bit for now, like 20 years, <laughs> I think. So we meet Danny Trejo, the great Danny Danny Trejo, a biker. Great performance. He's really he, every he's always charming or he's just like really menacing or both. And in this case, and it, probably both. And 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 it's just cartoonish enough with. Yeah, How quickly and often he pulls out the knife. Mm-hmm. He bu- has he done a Muppet movie? Yes, he belongs in the Muppet universe. He was he gets he, it. He was in <laughs> Muppets Most Wanted. He gets it. Playing a prisoner in uh, the Russian Gulag, who you later learn is himself. <laughs> Those Muppets, <laughs> they thwarted uh, me again. Thwarted by the Muppets again. <laughs> it's just he takes it so serious. <laughs> so he asks a very practical question. Do you remember this to the Bubble Boy? He goes, how, how do, do you th- go to the bathroom in that thing? I think he says, how do you take a dump in that thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they just, they're just like, all right, let's yeah. skip this plot point. So, like, let's throw this in there so nobody brings it up again later on. Let's just joke about it now. They gloss right over it. And then now we get to meet Gil, Fabio. That was an early writing uh, uh, philosophy I had, which is probably not very good, which mm. is when in doubt, point it out. You know, like, if you mm. think people are going to make fun of that stupid... Get, uh, get a little meta about it? Yeah. Yeah. I but, think but there's no resolution. There's no punchline to that so it's like it, that doesn't work but in and of itself you got to have more than that even now though i th- in, uh, i think that's a kind of a safe bet yeah get mad about it because you know they're probably some re- some reader read the script and was like wait a minute how does he go to the exactly. bathroom listen motherfucker i wrote that one line in there so you understand i paid 50 dollars <laughs> for these notes i submitted it to your dumb company you tell me fine all right i'm gonna fix it with one line better here. is it better now <laughs> fuck um Fabio's the cult leader, Gil, and um, he's uh, he's there to choose the chosen one. So he's kind of like a voice. He's a vessel of their God who might be God. I don't think it is, though. Yeah, uh, kind of a theme with like that movie and Dude, Where's My Car, too? The cult thing. Exactly. and like Zoltan. Uh-huh. It's kind yeah. of weird. Huh? Early 2000s cults. That's what it was. Maybe it was booming, yeah. Hmm. And now they're kind of back. I mean, I we saw we were talking about Midsummer before Jer got here. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's uh, culty. So the round one is the final incarnation of their god, apparently. Now, my question is, did Gil know about the bubble boy before? He, he, he writes, he says, the final incarnation of God is the round one. And he shows them on a, a rock, a carved guy in a circle. It looks like the bubble boy. Yeah, no, I don't think he, 
he knows about it because then you see the faces on the the pe- the crew who threw him out of the bus and they're like oh shit we may have just thrown out the uh, thrown out god mm. and like <laughs> and he's not like he does anything to like yeah. you know doesn't he say anyone who like forsakes uh, the, the round one will be sent to planet PX forty <laughs> or forty two or PX forty two depending on how full it is. Yeah, and then a bird hits him in the face. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Fuck! I am fucking bleeding. I hope no one takes a fucking picture. <laughs> I am gushing blood. This always happens to me. I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> Remember those? <laughs> All right. So Trejo is caught up on Jimmy's story, and he tells him he once—I once loved a woman <laughs> named Wildfire, <laughs> but I lost her. No, it's not these two names on my chest. <laughs> That's my real life wife and daughter. <laughs> Is that what's yeah. going on? Uh, uh, so they cross it out. They're <laughs> like, yeah. well, we have to make a joke of this. <laughs> wildfire. <laughs> wildfire. Wild, no, wildfire. <laughs> wildfire. Also, here's the funny thing, too. Is like he, take, he lifts his whole shirt up to like show him the names or opens the whole thing yeah. where it's like, all Showed you really have to do is tabs. just show off your abs, and that's like. Right. But no, he's the idiot because he doesn't see wildfire all the way down by his belly button. <laughs> but wildfire I never. <laughs> but I lost her. Never live in regret. Essay. And then Jimmy rides the bike. And he falls off in a wide, which is kind of funny. It's pretty funny because it's the cap to the button of the scene, and he gets back on. And uh, now they're in Vegas, and they party like they they party hard. He's like, "Well, here, let's party!" And they like crowd surf at like. A concert, mm-hmm. and uh, I've seen this before in real life. Um, have you seen this ever, Tom? Like a, a singer get in the bubble and like walk over a crowd? No. I was at a when I worked at Victory Records. I was fortunate enough to get invited to a, a day to remember show, and they sold out. And I forget where, but it was big enough where he got in like a bubble boy. He just started walking while singing <laughs> inside. It was awesome, and uh, it reminded me of that because that's what he does basically. And uh, Jimmy sees. Okay, this is part like is is really keep up here, guys, because yeah. they go to a casino. Jimmy sees a motorized scooter, which exactly was what you would win at a multi-million dollar casino. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's always scooters that you see out mm-hmm. there that people are putting their dollars mm-hmm. in for the to the for the scooter slot machine. No this shoehorning is, here. This is the Muppet moment. Danny Trejo goes to rob a blind lady of her. He's like, "I'm gonna go get some quarters from a blind lady. I'll be right back." And like he runs off, and Jimmy's like, oh, "I gotta ditch him." Yeah. And he sees the motorized scooter. He's like, "This is my chance. I gotta go. I'm on a pursuit. I can't." Mm-hmm. Fucking hang around Vegas with this <laughs> scary guy and who's this, about to rob a blind lady. Here's the difference between I think Dude Where's My Car and this though is all the elements that are chasing them are interse- they intersect a lot in yeah. this movie. The freaks, the mom and the dad, the cult, the bikers, they yeah. all meet up and in different and ways and crescendos at the end. Yeah, and I dig that. So the mom and dad are in Vegas and Trejo meets the cult the cult is there the bright and shiny cult their bus pulls up he sees because he talked to the bubble boy he's yeah. like you're that cult that kidnapped the bubble boy i'm still loyal to him so he pulls out a knife and he like he goes and threatens to like mm-hmm. basically cut them and they like drive drive the bus right over his motorcycle which is hilarious because that thing shatters like oh, it's man. not held together with anything it's just they put the pieces on top of each other <laughs> but the the muppet moment is before that he's looking for the bubble boy and he's like kind of his feelings are hurt a little that bit. seems like a real muppet move <laughs> where's kermit he ditched me i can't believe kermit would ditch me <laughs> so 
He We're going to have an adventure together. He has a run-in with the folks, and he, the Bubble Boy does. Like, off the highway, this all happens really fast. He's on the motorized scooter. Did he steal it from the casino? I don't know, because he looks at it, it cuts, and he's on the, he had a, the highway. He had a quarter from the ground. He had one quarter. We don't see if he wins or if he just, maybe he just traded it in. They're like, you the, know what happens. Yeah, check the deleted scenes for the bubble guinea pig and the, mm-hmm. him winning the scooter, yeah. uh, I guess. So he has a run-in with the folks on the highway. He, like, ricochets off their car into a boxcar train which is a freak show train yeah like literally a freak like a circus freak show mm-hmm. we meet the guy from big fish yeah uh passed away 2006 uh, what's Matt, his Matt name McCrory or whatever or <laughs> uh, something his name and this is just clark Clark <laughs> call him the human sasquatch <laughs> goes from <laughs> carl to clark <laughs> And uh, their boss owns them. They talk him up. It's one of those gags where it's like, oh, he's, he's a super bad guy. He owns us. Uh, you don't want to mess with him. We're going to meet him soon. He's the doctor. They call him Dr. Freaks. Dr. Freaks? Like Dr. multiple? Freak or whatever. PH Freaks? Freak. Yeah. Uh, freak. He's an ex-con. And then we meet him, and he shows up, and it's Vern Troyer. They do, I even think they even do a tilt down. At yeah. the height of his career. Uh, pun intended. Uh, Get it? Because uh, he's so small. I had to think about that. <laughs> at, at the short of his career. <laughs> and he says, I'm not many, because he says, Bubble Boy says, he's naive. He says, you're so many, though. I'm not many, you know? We're making, like, this is the era of Josie. Yeah. This mm. is... <laughs> Troyer. The age of Josie. Yeah. Where little people will all so be I hope he's doing good. Josie. Look, yeah, where is he? Oh. He's dead too. Uh, you know, if, if Josie you know was what? still alive, he'd probably be Kid Rock soon will be Secretary of State and Josie will be For Treasury. Sure. And I Kid think. Rock will banish us to Guantanamo Bay for making these jokes. I think so. Yeah. So sorry, Kid Rock. I this I appreciate your music and I'll go on your cruise eventually. And this is gonna be canceled. We're not doing this. We're not releasing this. That's this right. is for our own. We're personal gonna pull use. the plug right now. Um, <laughs> he tries to threaten and bully Jimmy into staying. He's like, "You're a freak." Like she's not. Like Jimmy says, "I'm gonna go find the girl I love at Niagara Falls." He's like, "She's not gonna love you. You're a freak." I and I know. I know freaks. So stay with me. And he's like, "What's wrong with being a freak?" And he like launches, like. Vern Troy does a physical bit where he like his bubble ricochets him off like into a parked truck and he like bangs off of that yeah. and because he's little and it's yeah. funny to throw him around. Mm-hmm. Mike Myers ta- taught us that very early on. I rented this at the library because I got fortunate enough to get it for free. I see it at the top. It says from from a producer of Austin Powers, the spy who <laughs> shagged me. A producer, yes. Which like those movies have like eight producers on. He had them. probably to me like, more as a producer of the Austin <laughs> Powers movies. It's you know? true. Yeah, he's probably like throw Vernon Troyer harder. <laughs> yeah, like hey man, did you guys see Spy Who Shagged Me? Wait, did that come out this year? No, like ninety nine. Right, two years later, they're mm. whipping him harder. <laughs> <laughs> they have to up the stakes for him. And then Mike Myers saw this, and then he was like, okay. I'm going to up the stakes even more. I'm going to have a whole wrestling scene with him in the fucking gold member. Gold member. Are you, in retrospect, pro gold member over spy now? Or you, could you give a shit about Austin Powers? I could, Both you guys. I could probably give a shit about One and two are my favorite. The third one, I, I enjoyed when it came out. was a huge fan, but it does not hold up well. Yeah, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, when, it's, when the, it's like Dumb and Dumber 2. Like, hey, oh, man. we've got this script that there's a reason has not been made in God knows how long. Let's Ooh. just fucking make it. We got the money. People will pay for it. Right. Nope. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> um, eh, where are we? Have you guys seen Bad Boys 2? 
No. All bad right. Boys. Wait, Bad Boys Two. Bad Boys Three. Three. I have not two. I have. All right. Well, look, Bad Boys Two is great. Two is like a crazy. Oh, for sure. One, you know, it's a guilty. Pleasure. First time I saw that, I was tripping on mushrooms in <laughs> Indiana. <University. laughs> That's the way to see it. And it was basically in 3D before 3D was like. Oh. Before it was good, so it was <laughs> really it was messed great. up. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know what plane I was on. I don't even know. <laughs> I didn't know where I was. <laughs> You know, so Jimmy's in the bubble. Oh, 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 hold on, hold on a second. I have oh. to say something here. Oh my God, it's uh, it's Danny Trejo. I had to come onto your podcast and I had to plug something because I felt so passionate about it. You have to plug something? That's a surprise. Yes, you're because you're sponsored. Did you know that you have a sponsor this week? We do. I'm here to talk on behalf of your sponsor. Well, let's hear it. We're here to talk about Podcorn, man. Podcorn? What's podcorn, that? Podcorn, vatos. So Podcorn is a service that is is a marketplace that connects podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities. You know, so such as this you can have a host read ad you can have an interview segment you can have topical discussions but basically if you have a podcast and you want to find a sponsor because you know we all want to monetize we all want to make that oh, yeah. you know oh yeah so what you got to do is you got to sign up for this service mm-hmm. and you can look for sponsorships you know okay so you go in there you look up and you oh. say i want to find a sponsor and you say look at all these people man they have all these options for you so it hooks you up with sponsors if you're a podcast absolutely so. it hooks That's you up awesome. with sponsors there's no middleman podcasts of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform set their own rates and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. I noticed you have a new tattoo and it's a it's, it's a pod- podcorn right it's here. A podcorn. I've tattoo. got I got an air popper and on below that it says podcorn and on the top of it it has my head coming out of the popcorn. I see that. The That's very shit, impressive. All those little popcorns out there are my head if you look carefully. Well, DT, I got to say I'm, I this sounds appealing because this this definitely speaks to me. It's so a great service for your it? podcast. You go to podcorn.com and you sign up and you start looking for uh, for opportunities and sponsorships. Well, that sounds great. I'll check it out. It's absolutely great. Why do you think I got a tattoo of it, man? Cuz you're Danny Trejo. Well, that's right. Everything I do, I get a tattoo of. That's right. Look on my back here. I see the Snickers. Spy Kids right here. Yeah, I see both the kids. Both of the kids right there. I had to get so many Spy Kids tattoos. Yeah, there's the island. Lost dreams. Yeah, so anyway, Podcorn, check it out. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm going to get out of here. I got some people I got to go cut. Okay. So so the Freaks call him Dr. Bubble now. They see that he stood up to Dr. Freaks, and now the Bubble Boy is their god. He call him Dr. Bubble now. He frees them, but they follow him. And he's like, he turns around, he's like, guys, come on. He takes a few more steps. They they follow him again. He says, guys, I'm serious. Like, I got to do this on my own. They finally get. Oh, did you notice one of the freaks was the guy from uh, Super Troopers? Yes, mm-hmm. Jeffrey Aronson, who was married to Christina Hendricks for a long time. Yeah, think about that for a Why? second. For like over a decade, <laughs> they just recently divorced. Oh God, well, I it why. pays to be funny. <laughs> now I'm good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, at a diner. Some white dudes are bullying an Indian guy who's just minding his own fucking business, eating his lunch, and uh, not like that happens nowadays or anything like that. No, no, it's completely in its time. That no. was pretty normal. Not, not these yeah. days. And, uh, <laughs> it's kind of a dated <laughs> point of the movie, guys. <laughs> and uh, what does the bull boy say to scare him off? He's like, guys, like, don't mess with my bubble. Like, I got, I don't have immunities. He's got immunities. Pretty funny, pretty funny <laughs> joke. Pretty funny joke. What the hell are immunities? <laughs> <laughs> Quarantine this is, I, I was laughing pretty hard when like all these rednecks react. <laughs> what the hell are immunities? And the Indian guy doesn't budge because he gets, well, he does because now the, a fire starts because they slam the door and like a lamp Which falls should over. melt so the much, bubble. So much chaos happens. Yeah, he comes yes. dangerously close to flames. Mm-hmm. multiple times in this movie where I'm like popped right mm-hmm. there and you're mm-hmm. dead dragging a, a skin yeah, a, a plastic a corner skin around yep. yeah 
like a raisin or something. But uh, suspending our disbelief. It's what we did best in the '90s and early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, that's can't right. do it anymore. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so um, they quarantine the place. Fire starts. Indian guy helps Jimmy escape in his ice cream truck, and it's like a decked out Indian style ice cream truck where Vishnu, the man ice arms cream are holding cones of ice cream slash curry <laughs> truck, which is like because this is. I don't even know what kind of a joke. It was a different is, time. It's a yeah. different. It's a joke from a different movie. He's, it seems he's worried about disrespecting Vishnu, but he's milking cows for ice cream, and he acknowledges that. But he says that he rationalizes by saying everybody likes ice cream. And I, all right, uh, so I don't. Who am I to say? A radio tower falls. So much property damage as they take off, like uh, unnecessary in this scene. Like a, like a John Landis level of property <laughs> damage happens. Did someone say my name? Yeah. <laughs> um, so mom and dad catch up to the freak show train and in the van uh, the Indian guy takes Jimmy to Niagara Falls um, he, you know, he says I'll do anything for you because you defended me and uh, yeah so where do, what's it going to be he's like I need to get to Niagara Falls like, I was hoping it would just be a free ice cream but let's go you know now I think about it I'm surprised he wasn't more racist throughout mm-hmm. the movie because of his mom you know what I mean it's true yeah. he, he's surprisingly he came out uh, yeah I mean you know mm-hmm where did he learn all that stuff There's from? a different version of this. It's uh, the R-rated. Uh, <laughs> the hard R, offensive as fuck. Yes. Uh, turn the disc over. Do they still do that? <laughs> Where you no. have to flip the disc over? Um, Mark tells Chloe, Land of the Lost sucks. Next, to, We cut like briefly to Chloe and Mark. They're just watching Land of the Lost. You know, sh- that's how they connected. Mm-hmm. And Mark's like, the effects suck next to Jurassic Park. She's like, that's the point. I mean, it's like, mm, this is stupid. Yeah, you don't make fun of something somebody loves, man. This you don't do that. So I've experienced that in my entire life with 311. You don't make fun of 311, <laughs> man. Don't mess with 311. You don't make fun of 311. So, uh, They're good people. And Tom knows. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's good friends with 311. Mm-hmm. I've talked to him every other day. All 311 members. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he gets a call from mom. She's like, what'd you do? Oh, okay. Chloe gets a call from Swoozy Kurtz. He's like, what'd you do with my son? And apparently he's on his way to you. And now Chloe knows what's going on. Yeah. And uh, she's like, I don't know what you're talking about, I guess. Because then we cut. Yeah. That's it. We don't know how that conversation ends. There's probably a lot of obscenities. But Dr. Freaks is crude with Swoozy and uh, says they're not going till he gets his freaks back. Now he kind of like he has no leverage over them, really, but like he holds them responsible for his lost freaks. So he's tagging along with the mom and the dad on their journey now. Seems like they were just like, you know what, let's give Vern some more in this mm-hmm. movie. Or like he's they just so couldn't funny. figure out a way to like tie them back into it, I guess. Yeah. And we get a Land of the Lost dream scene. Uh,. It's very brief. Yeah, and very unnecessary. It's him running through the jungles of Land of the Lost, and you see those effects, and he's in the bubble, and it juxtaposes with real life. The truck crashes. He wakes because he jolts out of his sleep, and that scares the driver, and they crash the truck, and uh, they hit something. It turns out to to be uh, an elk, no. Uh, A buffalo, no. It's a cow. Yeah. And he freaks. Just like me, oh, by myself, the way, and Irene. His name is Push Great Pop. scene. Great scene. <laughs> With the cow. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and he survived. The cow survived. <laughs> yes. Thank they God. Ma- <laughs> they mentioned it all. <laughs> <laughs> Put 17 bullets in a cow. <laughs> <laughs> the fourth thing is lucky to be alive. <laughs> um, 
So he, this is this cow. Safe to say, the cow dies in this movie, uh, in a subsequent scene. Not this one, but I mean, it's safe to say now he's dead. But he freaks, and uh, Jimmy tells him not to because <laughs> don't worry because other religions are all lies because it's <laughs> all stupid. It's all bullshit. <laughs> My mom told me, and his name Push Pop leaves him too. This is kind of a thing that's happening to Jimmy throughout the story is uh, people he's noticing and it's not driven home. I don't think it's not driven home. The uh, faux pas that he makes because of his mom's teachings. But, yeah. But you get the, you scratch the surface in this scene. Yeah. It's almost like he should be learning something from socially yeah. from the from these interactions. But he doesn't. And they don't really. I mean, it's not a lesson that they want to uh impart on anybody it's just that character arc is you know it's like a little (laughs) it's a subtle layer that isn't fully developed yeah push pop leaves him too is the point he gets back in his truck he says well my guy it may be stupid he doesn't say it but it's my god essentially walks away and uh that now a truck runs over the dead cow as he sits down to Which pray to I, the dead cow. I laughed. You laughed? <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, man. Because I was not like this must movie. must be a softy. Up until this point, the movie is fairly. Uh, I mean, it's 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 sexual, but it's fairly sexual. It's sexual, but it's fairly innocent. And then all of a sudden they fucking run over a cow and blood splatters all over the dude. And I'm. I can't help but laugh. It's too funny <laughs> because you think that they're like going to stop and he just it, like they could also go around the cow. It's yeah. not like the cow is so large that he's covering the whole road. So it's just, he's just deliberately being an asshole. Yeah, that to me, it hurts even more. The cow's you know, already dead. Like, who cares? It's man. just funny. In retrospect, this is kind of like up in smoke where it just keeps on going. Like they just started writing and they're like, well, we need to just keep on writing. And like, yeah. it's kind of like how going. Yeah. Kind of like American Horror Story. The first three episodes are always great. Mm. And then they're like, shit. <laughs> We got three weeks to finish this shit. We have a season. Speaking of freak show, (laughs) right? Terrible. Uh, The biker gang meets Push Pop, too. And he's too sad to say no to giving away all his ice cream to them, which has like Vishnu prints on him. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And uh, the cult shows up, too. And the cult runs over the gang's bikes as they're going to get the ice cream. <laughs> they run over all the bikes. That fucking cult, man. And no, they like they back up into the bikes. I know. Like, that's the they pass big and they fuck beep, you. Beep, beep. <laughs> and now Danny Trail is like out two bikes. Yeah. Um, look, and if, I learned wild any- if I learned anything from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, you don't want to fuck around with oh, that biker. No. No. Now then, fucking, they're gonna have to get out of the bus and dance to tequila. Yeah. So Chloe prepares for, for her wedding. She's trying on her dress and she's hanging out with Mark's sister who we haven't met and we will not see again. No. So <laughs> except maybe at the wedding, but who cares? Uh, she states her kind of states regrets about Jimmy, the bubble boy, but rationalizes the marriage with Mark because it's fucking Mark's sister. She's gonna be like, of course, you should marry my brother. So, you know, she's thinking and bubble boy has like, what, two days to get to Niagara Falls. And now he's in Rydell, Illinois. You know, you guys know we live in, uh, oh, yeah. you know, like Chicagoland. You guys know Rydell, Illinois, yeah, right? Yeah, the famous Rydell, mm-hmm. Illinois. Oh, yeah, I go there all the time. It's like my a, groceries. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. featured in so many films. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is there a Rydell, Illinois? I think it's a made up place. Yeah. It's, it's a Shermer, Illinois. It's a Shermer, <laughs> Lanford, uh, Rydell. Uh, Lanford's not real? No. Fuck. Uh, and what about that Twitter poll, Jer? Get <laughs> uh, on that. He's in Rydell, and he asks an old man, is he a cabbie? He's driving like a truck, like an SUV, like a Jeep, right? This is Pappy. Yeah, he's 
I mean, I guess he's he's, like he's sitting driver. there waiting. He yeah. just has a lot of demands that he has to make before you can give him a, or he'll give you a ride. It's a Niagara Falls from Ry- Rydell, Illinois. He needs $500 now. How is it twice as much if he's further along in his journey compared to the bus depot early? Well, this is, you know, this is like courier service. Mm-hmm. Right. This is personalized. This is you get stories from Pappy. You get Pappy. Which routes. leads to a great joke. You get Pappy's yeah. life. A really weird joke. The, yeah. Perhaps the weirdest joke oh, in this for sure. movie. Uh, Who, where did it come from? Racism. <laughs> <laughs> where else? Racism. racism. Uh, Good old-fashioned <laughs> 90s racism bleeding into the aughts. Uh, there's a strip club, right? A strip club, just like, or a bar, whatever, just kind of up a ways. And he sees, where am I going to get $500? And like a sign from heaven. And this is very much like Joe Dirt, where he's at the oil rig. Yep. It just he, so happens to be $500 <laughs> right yeah, or here. Yeah, 300 or He's on that. a mission from God, apparently. He's he, going to guide him and give him the money. The filmmakers say, hey, man, we paid for that Rocky theme. Drop that needle again. <laughs> he shows up in the strip club, and, and he doesn't know exactly what's going on. He just knows that he's going to uh, prone to win 500 this guy, he's an Asian man uh, doing the DJ work, the MC work on the mic. He notices the Bubble Boy get up on stage. He's like, put a spotlight on that stage. Like, his energy is insane. Yeah. And we get the 500 which is like the and then bit in Dude Works uh-huh, My Car. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very much. Just like picture that, but with, you want to win $500? He's like, I'd like to win $500. it's Like that. It's not that racist. It's like their level of energy. Yeah, it's just how he, he talks. It's just yeah. how he, it's his dialect. <laughs> and that's what amps them both up. Like, Jeez, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> so he mud wrestles. And, these two and this is Jake Gyllenhaal thinking, this is yeah, this is how I'm going to get Spider-Man. They're going to see how, what oh, it would be like to be, for me to be in a wrestling ring. James Cameron's like, that's, yep. This is all falling into place. You guys hear about the abandoned James Cameron Spider-Man? I've I've read about it in the past. Do you know about the art, the racy scenes? No, I don't remember any of that. There's a scene in James Cameron's Spider-Man apparently where he webs her hands down to like bound them, and he like fingers her <laughs> in I, a Spider-Man. It was I, a different time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore. We're gonna we're all right. See, like, the fact that you're uncomfortable, there was going to be a mainstream blockbuster. No, there never was. There was never going to be that. That was never going to happen. <laughs> so, Jared, admit it. Uh, Harvey Weinstein came up with that idea. <laughs> I, li- I like this. I like this, James. See, uh, Mud wrestles. You got to have that seat in there, Larry. <laughs> Webs her hands down. There's two strippers, and they're not, like, butch either. They're, like, just kind of typical statuesque women. And 90s women. 90s women. Yeah. And they fight him in the mud pit. And you'd think that bubble is going to pop in all that mud. But nope. nope. Uh, they beat him up. They beat up that bubble anyway. And it's covered in mud. But eventually, I think he gets out alive. You know? Yeah. It says here in my notes that he gets out alive. The mom and the dad and Troyer, they, uh, what is Troyer? He, like, this is one of a few scenes that gets nowhere where Troyer cock blocks Mort, uh, John Carroll Lynch's character, the dad, as he's driving. Yeah, for no reason he, at all. He's yeah, just like, he's hey, really hey, I'm like, he's like baby Herman with the fucking yeah. like pervy with the with Isn't that funny guys? Kurtz. The little guy is getting the, the tail yeah, hilarious because you know what? The reality is Vern Troyer fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did. He did. He has a sex tape. Have you guys seen it? No, I won't. And f- Spider-Man, James Cameron's. <laughs> um, they should have had one where he fucks China. You yeah. know, the wrestler. I would have watched that he for might. sure. They were, I think, in the same season of that VH1. 
then maybe they did. Were they both on The Apprentice? Probably. I think Donald Trump fucked them both. For sure. Yeah. Guaranteed. The bikers hitch a ride with Push Pop now. See, crossing over. It's the crossover event of the century Mm -hmm. before Infinity War. The cult finds Jimmy, a.k.a. Todd, at the club. And he's got that De Niro now. He's ready to go. Mm -hmm. Pappy's outside. And the freaks see this. They decide to save him. Save him, right? Yeah. And the cult tries to pierce the bubble. They have like a ceremonial needle, which they don't establish at all earlier in the narrative at all. Yeah, no. It's almost like they made it up right then and there. But Gil said to bring him like intact, I think. So like, what the F? I don't know. So uh, they were going to try. He tells them he'll die. They That kind of sends him aback, but not enough to stop. That's when the freaks who followed him, Vern Troyer's freaks, one of which being Christina Hendricks' ex, <laughs> Jeffrey Aronson, uh, they're dressed as the cult. They convince the cult that they're mutating. Like, yeah. it's kind of ham-fisted. They're like, because they see the freaks in their shirts, they're <laughs> like, oh, we're mutating already. Yeah. What we're are you talking about? My hands. Ah. I did giggle. I, I suck bit. so bad. It's kind of funny because you do have <laughs> this guy, like this bird-looking dude. Yeah. Which I'm like, man, like that's just like, you scale that back a little bit, and that's fucking Robin Lord Taylor from Gotham. <laughs> like, that hairstyle and that beak. Um Jimmy escapes with Pappy, the old man, in the in the truck cab, and this is when we get the poon bang bit. I say bang in parentheses. Poon bang. They s- it's like that censor bit you get in other movies. Uh, every time he says the name, which is the name of his ex, apparently, Poon Tang. Poon Tang. He's like, don't live in regret, or like Jake Gyllenhaal says, don't live in regret, I say, after hearing from Pappy that he has an ex named Poon Tang. Which is That w- left him. It's it's weird because like. His brother. I, I don't understand why that gets censored. Like, number one, Punani is not censored. Right. And it's like, you can tell that this was something that, like, they thought they were going to get away with. They, they It wasn't going to be a bit that there was going to be... With the banging yeah. there? With the truck I don't noises. think that was that yeah. was ever intended to be... Perhaps you're right. ...the, the case. we got to listen to Blair's commentary, guys. <laughs> get her on the show. Hit pause. What's she doing now? Yeah. She's Hit very pause. busy, right? Yeah. She's got do so much going on. Like... <laughs> Probably two broke girls. Probably. Something. Is that show still on? I <laughs> hope not. <laughs> um, sorry, but but yeah, no, it, it, it makes no sense. But then yeah. this is also like we're talking like this is post Meet the Parents where Fokker was totally okay without you know like Poon-tang is a pr- I, I guess Poontang is, is an actual explicit term yeah. for like pussy. Yeah, but still, it's so <laughs> silly and stupid. Uh, I don't know. I we'll guess we'll let it go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jer- PG this was a different yeah. time. Get uh, <laughs> the M- just to prove that the MPAA is fucked and like the point makes no is, sense. Poon Tang, Poon Bang, whatever you want to call it, was taken by Pappy's brother years ago. That's bastard. He hasn't talked to him ever since. Eighty-six years. Yeah. It's like the movie Crash, where all these things, these stories are just blending into each other se- seamlessly. And then Ludacris <laughs> shows up and he sets free a bunch <laughs> of uh, stowaway immigrants. In a car, Vern Troyer gets cuddles from the mom, like sympathy cuddles, because he's like, he was abandoned as a child, yada, yada. It doesn't matter. He's like feeling her up, and then he looks back at the dad like, eh? And the dad's like pissed. And that's it. Another haha moment. Pappy's dad, like, this is funny. Like, Jake, the bubble boy wakes up, and, and uh, Pappy is still, and he's driving at the yeah. wheel, and he, he's not moving. No. And he's been, he's probably dead, presumably. Presumably dead. But they're keeping it steady on the yeah. road for mi- who knows how many miles. He's pretty good at uh, maintaining his, his, <laughs> his lane. Yeah. 
and he does for a while and he gets but eventually he gets like flung off the cab when it makes a sharp turn but it keeps going it, yeah it's <laughs> one of those things that, like the physics of this make no sense at all that the no. car turns but then still manages to straighten itself <laughs> it's goofy enough it works for yeah me. it's like when the three stooges throw a pineapple and it turns a corner to yeah. hit somebody uh mark answers a call and uh and it's like the joe dirt moment with kid rock but it's without the deception like he's yeah. just like he says his opinion of Bubble Boy more like instead of Kid Rock giving Brandy's fake opinion yeah. <laughs> of Joe Dirt, if you'd like. In that scene where it seems like fucking Kid Rock just did a line before they call <laughs> action. Oh, <shit. laughs> so, he's real sniffly in that Jared, line. That, in that is going to get you thrown into the uh, Kid Rock themed jails. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. You're a devil without a cause. Look, fan theory. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Fan theory. So classical music now. Yeah. That's alleged, guys. <laughs> alleged fan theory. Uh, Troyer gets a call. It's Jimmy on the line, and he's surprised that m- his mother's with him. She overhears the, what's going on. She grabs the phone from Troyer. She asks where he is. Finally, he goes to. She goes to get him, and the reason is because this is the lost moment in the movie. Because Mark's words on the phone really hurt. Bubble Boy's feelings about how uh, he has no chance with uh, Chloe. Yeah, you think you got that was all sympathy. Her hanging out with you for that summer or week? I don't know that (laughs) week, (laughs) that summer, those couple years that you were hanging out together. Yeah, you know that she didn't want to climb into your bubble. Yeah, so they go to get him, and then they literally throw (laughs) Troyer's out of the car in his car seat and you get a dummy yeah. <laughs> like spinning in like half like <laughs> probably three quarters speed yeah and it's like uh spinning around and hitting a curb and you get the bad looped uh burn choice <laughs> screaming i love when you the, like, those stupid moments it's like movies. we need you to come in and uh, make this sound really violent mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, you clearly see it as a dummy by the end when the he finally stops moving yeah <laughs> uh we're at a convenience store. Hey, thumbs up. But hey, I don't <laughs> like this. Jimmy is ruining the soda display, knocking it all over because of his bubble. It's very obtrusive. But he he interrupts a burglary, but he does not intervene in that the burglary. That was so fucking <laughs> funny. That's the best joke of this movie to me is because she's so innocently smiling. Yeah. And then it's like you reveal at the, the clerk end. behind yeah. the, the, the counter. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he like he tries to steal a beer, but then like he immediately feels bad about it. I'm going to borrow just, this. I'm just sorry. Can I borrow this? She's like, sure, it's OK. It's almost as if she's charmed by him. And then yeah. he, he leaves the store cut to this fucking guy tied up on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a shotgun to his mouth. <laughs> Open the fucking register. That was pretty funny. Oh my god! And they, but the best part about it is that you don't. That's something that doesn't come back at nope. all. There's no tying that back to this movie. Not at all. That's a separate movie happening <laughs> that we could watch. Yeah, I want to see that movie and see where it intersects with Bubble Boy. Would you? Would be interesting if it came out first and a Bubble Boy came into the just briefly knocked over the sodas, left with a beer, and that was it for him. I don't know. Like that's vice not, versa. That's not the way you start a universe. You gotta you gotta start build with bubble outward. Boy. Yeah, I just it'd be interesting. Yeah, but, you know, I'll just go. I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, he takes one sip of beer outside in his bubble, passes out because he's a lightweight. A sip of foam, no less. It's not <laughs> even the beer. It's like yeah. a bubble of foam. Mm-hmm. The parents find him outside the store. They're going to take him home. And uh, <laughs> Swoozie Kurtz has a funny quote. She's like, oh, we're going to take you home. The spirit's burning so strong in my bosom, I think I have to wee-wee. <laughs> so she goes off for a potty <laughs> break. 
And John Carroll Lynch gives Jimmy a, an inspiring Neil Armstrong speech, the gist of which is, I wonder if Neil Armstrong would have just given, not gotten off the, the rocket when he landed on the moon. He just said, fuck it. Hey, look at that. Well, all right, time <laughs> to go home. Yeah. And then he leaves. Jimmy gets out of the car, and John Carroll Lynch is like, yep. He's like, do it. And he lets his son go off. Does the Rocky theme play again? No, it's damn it again. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> the same intro. <laughs> and the truck chases uh, running Jimmy. Because uh, Swizzy Curse comes back from her, her wee-wee break. Says, what did you do? He's like, oh. And she gets in. <laughs> she makes him drive anyway to pursue their son, who he just freed. Yeah. Uh, and he grabs uh, a random plane. This is the most random ham-fisted part of the movie is somehow now Jimmy is on a runway and he finds a random plane taking off. We should have been screenwriters in the 90s, dude. We would have been so good. I think... Uh, we would have just ham-fisted everything. You know, I would have put stripes on the plane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the good thing about the 90s no, was that you don't have to try. Mm-hmm. And, you know... It's yeah. He's and then the plane hit the tower, way. and then it's like, uh, no, this no. isn't gonna fly anymore. We need explanations for everything, you guys. I need to know what's yeah. going on here. What's everything? This, what's this fucking? None of this runway shit. How is she related? What's the origin of the plane? How was it built? What kind of engine is under there? What kind of vacations are they gonna take after this? We need to know these kind of things, you guys, but without saying it at all. How many miles are in Swoozy Kurtz and John Carlich's car? Why is Swoozy so angry? <laughs> Swoozy, what kind of name is that? Let's dissect that a little longer. <laughs> so. Uh, I went to online college, you guys. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> grabs a random plane. So Jimmy grabs a random plane taking off on a runway, and it's driven by a certain somebody. Uh, but first, there's an ice cream truck. The cult shows up to intervene, too. All on this runway. It all kind of comes together here. The, they the all had GPS tracking each other. Yeah. Everyone had find my friends, uh, and they were all <laughs> like looking for each other at all times. And... The pilot is uh, Pappy, question mark? Because it looks just like Pappy, who we thought died. No, turns out it's Pippy. Pippy. Pappy's brother. His brother. <laughs> he hasn't talked to that <laughs> son of a bitch in 86 years. <laughs> Swoozy, turns out, is wildfire. Trejo's, like, he recognizes her in all the madness when they're on the runway. Yeah. Wildfire? Wildfire! And Pippy is Pappy's brother. So you guys see? This reminded me... A lot of, um, you see Beer Fest, Tom? I'm a huge fan of Beer Fest. Remember when Landfill's twin brother? Well, that worked. That definitely up? worked. Do you know that one? No. Oh, my God. Uh, what's his name? The the chubby one, the heavy set member mm-hmm. of Broken Lizard. Kevin Heffernan? Yeah, he dies, <laughs> spoilers, in mm-hmm. Beer Fest. And at like the end of the second act, his twin brother shows mm-hmm. up. He's like, you guys could just call me Landfill. And basically, he told me everything <laughs> that's going exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it great. It's pointless to kill him. Oh, it was great. It's you need to see Beer Fest. Fest immediately genius things it's a such a dumb funny thing i would say that's their best movie like super troopers is number two oh, yeah. Fest is number one because because that's when they were just naturally funny you know like give a fuck either, correct super <laughs> troopers had a two had like this had great jokes just didn't even watch it it was just the, the follow-through was just very mm-hmm. half-assed you know yeah. if, if it was i think if they made it themselves like mm-hmm. uh, i don't think they could have saved that movie regardless yeah i had to, i just slept on two um, Don't do it. <laughs> so they make it to the falls. So Pippi, Pappy, Landfill, uh, they make it to the falls just in time. The wedding is about to end. We cut that. You hear the the wedding march. She's mm-hmm. coming down. Here comes the bride. Pippi dies too. Mm-hmm. He like kind of freezes for a minute at the 
and then they kind of dip down into the falls and he, they they kind of do like a total uh, uh, vertical takeoff uh, from the falls straight up. And uh, Jimmy falls in the water, though. He falls down a waterfall. Yep, because it's uh, Niagara. Mm-hmm. going to fall. And he says, no regrets, essay. Falls in, floats back up because of the bubble. And Chloe's about to answer at the altar, yes or no, do you take this man? Jimmy shows up, says, hold on a second. Because he's right around the corner. He, oh, it took him just seconds to mm-hmm. get out of there. It's movie time, guys. Bobbing, yeah. Just hold on a second, Vato. And he's taken a lot of those, like, Hispanic uh, uh, colloquialisms. Uh, Jimmy steps out of his bubble for the first time to kiss her, say he loves her, and passes out. Because he, he's not used to being outside of the bubble. And then all the groups show up, like the the genuine freaks, you know, the mom, the dad, the bikers, the the cult. The dad tells the mom to come clean, like, what's going on? Like, hey, he's got no issues. He has immunities. They developed when he was four. Remember when they moved him from the hospital back home? So, he been, was so essentially, I've been the worst parent ever for 16 years. Very uh, Munchausen-y, very freaky. He uh, forgives his mom, though, like instantaneously. You think the authorities would have been tipped off about this? You know what I mean? Like, she's keeping this guy in a bubble that was cured. Bubble guy? Mm -hmm. I'm going to check out the bubble house. I got other shit to do. Cover (laughs) me! I'm here to investigate a boy named Jimmy. I don't know if you're you're talking about the bubble boy. Yeah, he doesn't need that bubble anymore. (laughs) Keeps him in that bubble. We don't know why. Oh, shit. All right, I'll call back up. I'll go talk to him. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, then she kills him, keeps him mm-hmm. in the basement. That's mm-hmm. a different movie. John Carroll Lynch can't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. He's crying. They're in it together. Night. They're he in it together. Yeah. another portion of his hair over. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, they cut to their legit wedding now. Like So it's pretty quick. Uh, he forgives his mom. He kisses Chloe. Now he's at his legit wedding. His hair is not as stupid anymore. His mom's in a thruple now. Yeah, a what? A thruple. What's a thruple? She's Her, oh, Danny oh, Trejo. Oh, right, sorry, sorry. Like a, are a now tryst. a thruple. Yeah, a th- yes. <laughs> it's fucked up, yes. Swoozy is back to her wildfire persona. She's on the back of a motorcycle, and they t- they pan over to Trejo, but they also pan over to Daddy, John Carroll mm-hmm. Lynch. He's driving. the one driving that. My yeah. Uh, hate to burst your bubble, guys, but the, you know, they're, they're at progressive, question mark, from mm-hmm. 2001. Way uh, ahead of their time. And yeah, that they're everyone's there because they keep popping up in this movie. That he can't seem to shake them off. Mm-hmm. Uh, they probably will move in with him now. This movie launched people. a lot of careers. Yeah, except for the directors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it got pushed by. Well, I don't know. Maybe possibly two broke girls based on what I just <laughs> made up earlier. I don't know. That sounds pretty good. She's <laughs> really busy. Um. That's it. That's it's pretty quick. That's there are no post credit scenes. There are no. Oh, updates. they ruined it with that. I think they ended with that goddamn song. That that um, that bright and shiny song, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Instead right. of ending and it with Blink One Eighty Two, like they should have. They did the needle drop for. Or damn it, or hey time. now, you're an all star. <laughs> Get your game on. Because it's two thousand. Yeah. One. <laughs> yeah. That would have been. That would have ended any movie. It's you know. as if. Oh wait, I'm I'm forgetting one more thing. Oh. Pappy and Pippi are alive. They drive off in the limo with Poonani. She's still alive. Mm-hmm. She's like this old Chinese lady who is also in a throuple with Pappy. Yeah. For and sure. Pippi. And then they drive off the end. No Sorry. word on it. Right. Common thing at the time. And then cue what should be All Star, frankly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And that's it. And that's that's Bubble Boy. So what do you you said you kind of liked it. You didn't hate it. I said I didn't dislike it yeah. in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say I liked this movie, but I was entertained and I laughed. And uh, it's only because I was expecting a terrible, stupid, dumbass fucking waste <laughs> really of 90 bad. minutes. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was uh, pretty good shots in the movie. Some pretty good shots. Like again, mm-hmm. like it wasn't like all over the place or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But and soundtrack could have been better. As we said, economic use of production value, mm-hmm. uh, doubling the use of the locations and music, tripling, yeah. tripling uh, in some cases. Uh-huh. I'm sure that was Pappy's last role, or at least one of them. I would assume. When did Old School come out? 2003. Mm. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so never mind. That's probably his last one. If he's maybe. he's the he's uh, blue. He's blue. Oh mm-hmm. my god. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're my boy, Blue. My boy. You guys have uh, old school blockbuster yeah. days. <laughs> <laughs> old school coming soon. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah. It's under 90? Yeah. That'll be or or equal the, to 90. The theatrical R-rated version of it's old school. Because okay. you got to remember, that was one of the early unrated DVDs. Right. So. That was a big to-do. I wonder if you can even find the R-rated version of The 2000s, of man. They were had some good movies there. DVDs. Yeah. You're going to keep these things forever, and you're going to want more shit in the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to completely fuck with the pace, but you're going to want it. Trust me. Trust me. Don't watch Dumb and Dumber unrated. It will ruin the pace of the movie. But you can watch Bubble Boy unrated, where you get all that uh, extra stuff about the bubble guinea pig. Oh, yeah. 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 All those deleted scenes. That's really there. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of that oh, subplot yeah. that's gone. Jesus. <laughs> That is Bubble Boy from 2001, directed by the very busy Blair Hayes. Um, and if you want more 90 Under 90, you can follow us on Twitter at 90 Under 90. Uh, follow us on Instagram at 90 Under 90. We are on Facebook.com slash uh, 90 Under 90 podcast. And uh, we, uh, if you haven't noticed yet, we have uh, started posting some new content to Facebook. Well, one new content thing, but uh, yeah, we're gonna do ninety seconds uh, movie reviews. I did Birds of Prey. Yeah. check that out. Current it's a little video component. Current or uh, fairly new movies that are not necessarily mm-hmm. under ninety minutes. And then uh, we're gonna be doing a live stream next time we're in the studio. Right now we're not. So. Yeah, we're gonna do a little something, but yeah. right now we are off location. Mm-hmm. And that is it for us this week. Uh, Tom, thank you for joining us. No Anything problem. Thank you, uh, guys. You have to plug? No. Uh-huh. My my weed store. If you want to come to my weed store, Midway that's cool. Midway Dispensary? You don't have to, but please do. <laughs> There's a funny video. It was on WG at News. It was a Mr. Rogers parody. That's a show. Oh, that yeah. features the Midway Dispensary. That's, check that out. Surprisingly good. Yeah. I, I was shocked at how good it came out. Uh, yeah. All right. And that is it for us this week. I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. I'm Tom Zarnowski. That's a wrap. I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right? <laughs>